Welcome to day 159 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with David Keefe and Matt Kresge. And we come to the end of the book of Romans. It has been a fun journey. Been a fun journey, Mm -hmm. you know, through, you know, we started the year in the Gospel of Luke and did the book of Acts and we've done Paul's letters. And of course, this is Paul's, you know, one of his richest letters. And when we come to the end, we see that it's more than just theology, you know, that Paul is, you know, sending out in space. deeply connected to people who are part of the church in Rome and people who are with him and people that he's experienced along the way. So when we come near to the end of most of Paul's letters, he has a little housekeeping to do where he greets those around him. But uh, we, we need to see this as not just a long list of names that are sometimes hard to pronounce and come from far away places, uh, but as the deep connection that the gospel brings you know, to individuals uh, in Christ as it brings them together, and uh, the rich blessing they are to Paul and to one another. Mm. So we come uh, to Romans chapter 16. Uh, before we do, even in a section like this, uh, we we still want uh, to be impressed by the heart of God through his word, which he's inspired by his spirit, and which by his spirit uh, he applies to us. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you so much for the relationships we see here as we read these relationships we we know a few of these names and and they've been a part of the story and we enjoy you know just the reminder of who they were and what they meant to paul but more than that we thank you for those that you've touched our lives with and how they have been part of the story that we share together through the gospel of lord jesus christ amen I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Centuria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend. Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampelatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, and co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apellus, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Say that three times out loud. Aristobulus, Aristobulus, Aristobulus. Good job. Uh, Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Trifinia and Trifosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has also been a mother to me. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegion, Hermenes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philogus, Julia, Nursus, then his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. 
The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, Sosipater, my fellow Jews. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greets you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, send you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Quartus send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. So what are some of the things that stand out as you read this final section? Obviously, that final blessing, which is in yeah. a one long sentence, now to him who is able to establish you mm-hmm. by my gospel. Yeah, I mean, what a way to conclude Romans, right? Yeah. If you were kind of putting a, a capper, an exclamation yeah. point at the end, of, end of Romans, I mean, this is how you do it. You know, Now to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, that sums up. Yeah, the letter in a, in a beautiful and succinct way. And he has that you know nice little line in there that he started with when he said you know the purpose of the gospel is to lead the you know Gentiles into the obedience that comes you know through faith, yeah. not not an obedience you know that uh, we we generate by trying harder, but the obedience you know that that comes first of all by believing in Him and by believing in Him, bearing fruit uh, you know through Him. So it's an obedience that starts in a different place, not by a long list of rules that we were trying to keep in our own, but by the work of the Holy Spirit as he transforms us into the image of Christ. And, of course, that's the kind of obedience we, we, we long for that's produced by our confidence in him. And, uh, you know, we've talked about the list of names, and those are some difficult names. You did a great job, Paul. <laughs> Aristobulus. Yeah. Aristobulus. I'm glad our names are kind of like, you know, Sam yeah. Yeah. and Mark yeah. and, like, Jerry, you know. But... um I think all of us looking back, not even just people in ministry, but all even folks who have been attached to, to churches, we have these lists of these people that have been such a deep impact in our life for the sake of the gospel that God has used. I love seeing that in, in Paul um, and it gives me just a little space to consider and think through who those people are in my own life that have been those really helpful people that have helped me stay the course, keep the faith, and keep pursuing after Christ. And so seeing this list of God's faithfulness to Paul reminds me of how God's faithfully used people in my own life as well. Um, and you have to love, you know, one, you know, one of the things Paul does is there are quite a few women, mm-hmm. you know, in this group. So that you see the gospel is doing something, you know, that hasn't been done, you know, necessarily in Roman culture or in Jewish culture. It has brought the entire body of Christ, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Where women have a place of honor and dignity. And of course, a lot of times, when we think of Paul, we think of all of his hard commands, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that you know, kind of set us on edge a little bit about, you know, women and their role in the church. But you also see through the ministry of Christ Jesus and through the ministry of Paul, women being brought into the very center of the life of the church in a way, you know, that uh, it was unprecedented in their, in their time. And it is a rich heritage, yeah. you know, that we have. Got to love Rufus's mother, who was a mother to Paul. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, hey, what a just a, to me as I read these names and trying to 
you know, picture them at maybe other places in the New Testament. I mean, very few of these we even get any sort of other mention in Scripture, which just reminds me that I think sometimes we can get fascinated on the early church being spread through the apostles and through Paul and, and Timothy and, you know, these guys like, man, these are, you know, leaders. But we miss, I mean, look at all these names just doing the ordinary, faithful work in obscurity. And, and they're mentioned, but no yeah. no d- details as to, you know, what kind of service were they doing? You know, what kind of host and hospitality did they display as the church met in their house? I mean, you know, it's like you it know. says, greet Mary. She worked really hard for you. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, what does she do? You know, and and that, I think that to me, all these names yeah. just encapsulate what kind of faithfulness to the gospel looks like day in, day out. You you might never receive any recognition for it. And yet, you know, we, we see just the reminder of the gospel transforming people's yeah. lives and that the need for shared labor and shared gospel oh, no kidding. commitment. And you see, you know, verse seven, Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me, they were in the Lord before me mm. yeah. and they are deeply esteemed by all the apostles. And so we've never heard these names before, yeah. but what an impact they must have had and suffered along with Paul, <laughs> came to Christ before Paul I have a reputation where all of the apostles, you know, are highly, you know, highly esteeming them. Uh, pretty incredible. Then, uh, of course, we and we do know Priscilla and Aquila because we've yeah. met them before in their labors, you know, for the Corinthian church and the church also in Ephesus. They were part of the Jewish, you know, um, family of believers that were kicked out of Rome, and now they're back home, uh, working in in Rome. Mm-hmm. And of course, Paul. These are the first people, you know, that Paul mentions when he's including that Hmm. you have to love the comment too in verse 20 the god of peace will soon crush satan under your feet yep i mean the the expectation and anticipation of the the whole scripture i'm starting in genesis 3 is that god's going to crush satan under you know the foot of the one who comes from the seat of the woman yeah genesis you know genesis 3 he will strike your heel and you will crush his head Mm -hmm. you know speaking of you know the the son of you know son of Adam and the son of Eve or the son of, that Eve would bear that's come through this long genealogy, and what God has purposed to do the moment we rejected Him and pushed Him out of our lives, He's about to do. He's yeah. about to bring completion. Yeah. He's already uh, by the cross reduced Him to nothing and eliminated His power, and He soon will. Yeah, and to crush Him. And you have to love the nuance. It's going to be under the feet of the church. I mean, I mean yeah. how's God going to do it? You know, through the personal work of Christ, and Christ is the head of the church. I mean, we we get to share in that victory in mm-hmm. a sense. I mean, it what goes a great nuance! All the way back, you know, to uh, that nice little identification where you know Paul, you know, first came to the Lord, and, and of course, as the Lord strikes him in that vision on the road to Damascus, he said, "Saul." Why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. Uh, not my friends, not my church. Why are you persecuting me? And the identification with, you know, the church with Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus with the church is so rich in Scripture. And of course, His victory is our victory. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one where He's actually striking a blow to enemy through the weak things of this world, which would be us. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of contrast as well in this chapter as he's listed these names of, of all these people who have been his kind of faithful ministry partners. He does give that warning in, in verses 17 and 18. Um, I urge you, though, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who are going to cause divisions and put obstacles in your way. Yeah. Um, they are contrary to keep away from them, you know, for such people are not serving the Lord but their own appetites. So even in all this yeah. success, there is always a little bit of, sure. of danger there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. You know, the warmth is, you know, the warmth 
you move from warmth to reality, and the reality is that uh, there's some very self-motivated people that uh, find their way into the body of Christ and do great damage to the body of Christ, and a lot of egos are at stake, and a lot of you know, people are hurt you know, along the way, mm. and uh, Paul says don't have anything to do with these, these, these people. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, coming back to the end of the letter, you know, where Paul says, Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaimed about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden, you know, for long ages past, but now revealed. I mean, and how has it been made known through the prophetic writings? I mean, I just love that a God, you know, God hasn't just left us in the dark. You know, he has, yeah. he has sought us and revealed himself to us through the writings. And then and that's where he started. Yep. the gospel that was uh, proclaimed beforehand by the holy prophets through scripture and then he says there's a righteousness you know that comes not from the law and prophets although it was proclaimed in the law of the prophets and he brings it you know right back you know right yep. back here that it's deeply grounded in in the old testament and in the history of the old testament and then you ought to finish if you've gotten that far, Matt. Just read on from verse 26. <laughs> yeah, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Good way. Good way to end it. Why don't you mm-hmm. close us with yeah. prayer? Father, you are the only wise God, and we worship you. We praise you. We thank you for... Um, Thank you for the gospel. Thank you that you have revealed yourself both through your son and through your word. And, and so, Father, would we sit in that um, today? Would, be, would we be reminded of your faithfulness? Um, and, and, Father, would we glory in, in you and, and worship you? Thank you uh, for your word that transforms us. Thank you for the reminder of all these names and these people who served. Um, God, would we be among those who are found faithful because you have sustained us um, and you have caused us to stand fast. Father, we love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.